it up on a Tank Tuesday. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. August is here. It's football season. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast. Week two of training camp for our precious Arizona Cardinals. And up until this point, Bo, it has felt like shades of Cupcake Country Club training camp circa Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury. Yet today, man amongst men, Jonathan Gannon put on the pads with his team. He didn't figuratively or literally put on the pads, but his team did. And they look good in the process, did they not? They did. It seemed like the intensity went up to 11 as far as Arizona Cardinals training camp went. It needed it, as you said. There was maybe some eerie shades of the previous regime, but you said to keep confidence that this coaching staff wasn't going to allow that to happen, and they were just going to go through NFL protocol as far as you know, weathering the storm, learning as much as they possibly can, and installing and, and getting enough practice and valuable practice reps until this day came. And that was, it was, it, you could tell right from the jump that it was going to be a different type of practice. And man, was it intense. And, and we saw some, some players kind of stand out and rise, abo- rise above some of their, their counterparts out there, some of their teammates, including uh, a third round wide receiver who continues to, uh, to open eyes, raise eyebrows out there on the practice field, Michael Wilson. Say what's up to everybody in the chat. Benjamin, Kenny, Chris, wow. Chase, Dylan, Han, Jacob. Got a full house today as people continue to trickle in. Welcome, friends. Welcome to football season. And uh, welcome to the NFL, uh, Clayton Tune and Michael Wilson. Because I, I think, again, you know, Paris Johnson, Jr., I'm just going to assume is like a 10-year vet. Like I've cemented him. Like he's not going anywhere. He's playing right tackle. I think he's going to do it at a high level. Like, is it hyperbole to say, like, this rookie class could be pretty damn good for the Arizona Cardinals, even though it's a team that a lot of people don't think is great? Like, I think that's where Cardinal fans are having a tough time. It's like, hey, is this actually a good highlight? Or is Clayton Toon throwing against guys who, you know, should be selling insurance and bagging groceries? (laughs) You know, I'm being cruel there. But it's just like, I don't know how good they are. But I can watch clips with my eyes at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter that my counterpoint puts out. And it's just like, that's a pretty nice throw from Clayton Toon. That's a pretty nice catch from Michael Wilson. It it does feel like, you know, especially with guys like Hollywood Brown sitting out and Colt McCoy's arm looking kind of like Jello. It's like these younger folks, they're taking advantage of their opportunities. I want to start with Toon, though. You, You tease Michael Wilson. We'll talk about him in a second. So Clayton Toon, obviously fifth round rookie out of Houston. Is getting some play with the ones. Like you texted me today, you're like, don't freak out. But but Clayton's he's dabbling with the ones today. And then Colt ended up coming in dabble. and yeah, just a little dab, a dabble, do you? And then <laughs> Colt came in and he and he dabbled with the ones as well. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not into that, but I'm excited because like, why are you giving Clayton two and ones if you don't expect them to play? Is that crazy for me to to say? Uh, I, I mean, let, let's provide some, some context, right? No, if it's, it's, if it's a world with, if it's just a black and white world and we have no zero nuance and yeah, I mean, if you look at some of the videos out there and I think Clayton Toon can impress you with his skill set and his ability to throw the football and that's going to pop, especially in practice. Right. Uh, I think people will start to get kind of lost in the sauce there, uh, because there still is the very big reality of Colt McCoy remains QB one for this team. And it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a Herculean effort. You know, the exception to the rule of a fifth round rookie out of Houston to unseat Colt McCoy is, is QB one going into the start of the season. Now we've discussed this at, 
at length, right? You know, you are, are you're, you're, you're part of the tune squad, Johnny. I don't think anybody could deny that you, you've seen what you've, what you've wanted to see from Colt McCoy in his two seasons with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, but at the same time, you, you want to see something fresh. You want to see maybe uh, the start to the future of this organization. And it's certainly not a 37 year old backup quarterback, but you know, I think that Jonathan Gannon, Drew Petzing expressed this, you know, what Drew, what Colt McCoy brings to the table that, Clayton Toon just at his age just doesn't possess. Uh, and I think that that's going to be something that looms throughout this training camp, throughout stellar performances, potentially in the preseason from Clayton Toon that, you know, could just stand in the way of, of, you know, the, the Toon squad with you, Johnny. I mean, Clayton Toon, it looks good. He looks good, but I, I really think he's just, I don't know if it's realistic that he's he going to start as this team's quarterback. I really well, just don't think so. I mean, that's fine. You can think that. But again, like we're sitting here and it, there, he's getting one reps with the ones. And I know a lot of people are like, well, that's just because, you know, Colt's got to take it easy. It's August one. Like, how long are you going to take it easy for, Grandpa? Like, let's get going on. Let's let's get ready for the season, Colt. Like, I play to me. It's like David Blau and Jeff Driscoll have started NFL games and, and it's Clayton Toon who's with the ones. Now well, I, I we know this, this organization wants to play their rookies, right? I mean, they they really they're well, going to roll with their rookies as, as much as possible, and they, but they also with, you know, uh, that they they want to they want to put them in a position to be successful, especially at the quarterback position. You know, it's so tough. Uh, look, look, uh, we'll, we'll get to some footage of Clayton Toon playing the position, but we talked to General Manager Monty Osford today, and Monty was asked about Clayton Toon. And this was his response that might, you know, temper some expectations. It's it's good. And then there's, of course, you know, reality. Yeah, Clayton's done great. Clayton's come in and uh, he's he's approached it like a, a pro. You know, he's he's put in extra time. He's put in extra time with our coaches, with our players. Um, you know, it's 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 the toughest position to play in, in professional football and really probably the pre- toughest position to play in professional sports. And so, you know, there's. There's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot that, of extra time that, that you guys don't see here, the, the two hours of practice that you guys can come out and see. So Clayton's jumped in, as have all our, uh, all our rookies, all our quarterbacks. Like They're putting in time that, that is required of that position. And uh, it's, fun to, it's fun to see him grow. Now, again, a long way to go, just like everybody else. But you know, I think, I think there's, the early starts have been promising on what we've seen from Clayton. Can I, I'm, I'm going to, I want to lock arms with, with Monty Austin for right there and, and just maybe frolic in unison and realize like he, he's got a long way to go, but it's exciting. He's, it's exciting to watch Clayton tune in, in the development the maturation happen before our eyes. And like, I don't want people to think I'm a wet blanket on, on Clayton tune, but I you just want to, you know, I think Monty, Monty Osford, I think Jonathan Gannon, I think Drew Petzing are very realistic about how brutal this league is. And that if you throw them into there too early, it could be extremely detrimental to the development of a very talented quarterback. It's happened to, you know, even what guys who are perceived as much bigger prospects than Clayton Toon in the history of this game. It's like, where did Monty Austin Ford come from? Well, he came from Tennessee, but before that he came from New England, right? And I, I he's been coached on how to approach the media. Uh, this is not Steve Kine, with all due respect. This is somebody that's very tactical with his words. I believe somebody with their actions, not what they say, right? And I'm watching this team, and they're giving them first-team reps, and it's August. It's the first padded practice. I mean, they could have signed a veteran. They could have Jeff Driscoll or or David Blau, who started games last year. Well, you know, uh, Clayton Toon was playing in a non-Power 5 conference. They could have those guys ahead of him. 
They're not. They're purposely allowing Clayton Tune to get exposure with the ones. That tells me they either they they either have expectations he's gonna, he's going to start week one or he's going to have time to start before <laughs> Kyler Murray comes back. That's how. I, why give him reps with the ones if you don't feel like that? Because you, if Colt McCoy is active as your number one QB and you're giving Clayton Tune reps with the ones, that means he's the number two QB and he's active on Sundays. And so, it, like. You have to treat him. I think they're co-number ones right now. I'm ready to come out and declare mm, on the podcast. Stop, I think Johnny, it's, no, it's, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't get your don't get people riled up into a frenzy about something that go. is that's fur, that couldn't be further from the truth. Now there is sprinkle in there was he him working with the ones because he's he probably very likely going to enter the season as the backup quarterback. And, and I've maintained that. I think that this organization wants to give Clayton Tune every opportunity to be the backup quarterback of this team, even if it's ahead of schedule. But like, look, let's not just say they're, they're co-starters right now. Because I'm that's saying, not I'm the saying truth. That. I'm saying, I'm saying. Yeah. That's because my, it was in my head. <laughs> today, day six of, of Cardinals training camp was his first reps. And it wasn't even the full first team. It was... You know, it was the starting offensive line. It was Yellow Froholt at center. It was Elijah Wilkinson at left guard, DJ Humphreys, and Paris Johnson Jr. the tackles, and Will Hernandez at right guard. And then you had a couple, you know, wide receivers in there, and the guys that are taking reps as the starting tight ends with with Trey McBride on the shelf for right now, uh, and and then Corey Clement, who seems to be you know the third down back. But you're you're seeing him take reps with the bulk of the first team at the end of practice. That does fit more in line with what you're saying of him being, you know, gearing up to be the backup. And if he has to get in there because a 37-year-old quarterback is your starting quarterback potentially to start the season, the, the the reality that he might not be able to go the entire time while Kyler Murray comes back. Co-ones. Uh, I think Austin <laughs> Ford as well. Saying <laughs> Austin Ford has respect for Colt McCoy. So, like, you're not going to come out and shit on Colt McCoy and say, yeah, you know what, Clayton's really forcing the issue. We he. he He's, he's on track to really to make some noise here, and we don't know what's going to happen. Like, he's too buttoned up for that. He's too corporate, right, which is great. Like, our last general manager was not buttoned up. Far from it. So, like, I I can speculate like this because I'm wearing a tank top, but Monty mm -hmm. Austin Ford's buttoned up, and he can go out and be the grown-up of the two of us. Just telling you right now, like, I and Colt McCoy, with every practice, is doing maybe irreparable damage to his opportunity to, to play this year for the Arizona Cardinals. I just don't think I don't think it, physically he can do it. Can I just say that mentally? I get it. He's like a, you've always say he's like a coach on the field. Mm -hmm. That's great. Can you be a coach on the field on the sideline? Maybe because right now <laughs> the throws that he is making at camp, I like, like it's you not literally like I, can't. Hang by on the a way. second, I let you literally talk. can't. Listen, you can't be a coach. You can't be a coach on the field on the sideline. Just so you know. Field. Yeah, you're technically on the field. You're just on the sideline. No, but literally, I did you're not, not come on this podcast. May. <laughs> june and july for the most part and say you have to start clayton tune i hate Col like everybody thinks you got people in my mention saying look at like, what you're doing it's your boy look at what you're starting here look at him he's saying clayton starting look at it's your boy saying that is that your burner right there what are we doing clayton I did not spend, this is not an agenda that i've tried to push irresponsibly for three months it's i it's no, last three days. never one never the once last three did days. i say never once did i say colt mccoy is trash get rid of colt mccoy I gave Colt McCoy, and most importantly, Austin Ford and Gannon the benefit of the doubt over the course of the summer. They're like, they've seen enough. He's looked good. My co-host, you know, is is sane-minded. He's seen him at minicamp. And it's I, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. It's been low-key a horror show.
of some of the throws that we've seen from him during the early portion of training camp on top of Bull Brock whispers that, you know, this is a, this is more open than people think. We have that sourced. And then additionally, the fact that he he has to take, what, every third day off and he's pointing to It's weird. It's odd. If this was Colt McCoy during Cliff Kingsbury's camps where he was efficient and he looked good last year's red and white practice, remember he started, I would feel better about this whole thing. Just like give give grandpa a break. Okay, Gramps, let's let's take it. Let's take a playoff. This kid's six three and a half. He's gonna make mistakes. But like, isn't that the point of this entire season until Kyler Murray comes back? Let's all make mistakes. You can't preach about well, we're gonna start a right tackle, albeit from Ohio State. And Michael Wilson had six hundred yards total at Stanford. He's gonna start. It's just I I know Austin Ford says it's the hardest position in all of sports to master and to play. But like. I think it feeds into the narrative. Like all these rookies are going to play. Why can't Clayton Toon play? I've I've come to grips with that. Like I think that that's where this is headed. My my co-host disagrees, and that's what's going to make this phenomenal theater over the course of training camp. But man, like Colt McCoy, like how is he going to help himself outside of being you know in the locker room and and during the during the film studies? Like he just I don't think he has the ability to shine on a football field anymore. I, I just disagree. don't. I wholeheartedly disagree. I, okay. I think, you know, Colt looks similar that he did, you know, last training camp and he's looked in training camps previous to 2023. I mean, it's just, he can look bad. I, like that, that's why he's the quintessential backup. That's why he never he was a hit as a starting quarterback in this league. But can he go in there and can he operate your offense efficiently? Can he make sure guys are in the right spot? Can he read def- can he read pre-snap, read defenses, can he read defenses, get the ball into the playmakers for the Arizona Cardinals to to move the chains and, and you know, continue drives and, you know, cut into the time of possession to where, you know, I, I'm as skeptical as you are about Colt McCoy. I'm skeptical about, you know, Clayton Toon, you know, and what usually rookie quarterbacks face. And, you know, I saw, I think Jalen Blair said, this is reminiscent of the 2012 Seattle Seahawks and the rise of Russell Wilson. Look, Russell Wilson was, a, was also a, a five-year player at the collegiate level, but he played in the ACC. He played his final year in the Big Ten for Wisconsin. He played big boy football. He was facing tough competition. You know, I think, and, and Russell Wilson had played professional sports too. He was a, he playing baseball as well yeah. in the minor leagues. I, I just think, and, and look, it's not, He's not going into nearly Clayton Tude is not going into anywhere close to uh, of the the position that Russell Wilson was with that team. He had an elite defense and he had an offense that was going to be run heavy first, and it was way more set up for success than what Clayton Tune is. I, I just think you know as I see Chase, you know, say preach Johnny and say that uh, with as far as the Colt McCoy, we know what he can do. Yeah, like you, you guys say we know what Colt can do as far as a negative, but you're all, you're not remembering the positive, like what we saw from Colt McCoy. What was it in the Rams game last year, and then the two wins he had the previous season? I, I think that Colt McCoy, you know, right out of the gates, has the ability to run Petsing's offense, you know, and and not have to scrap any plays or cut the field in half as far as what they're seeing out there, and to try to really uh, get the ball to the playmaker's hands. That's what he's going to do. And if, if he struggles, then you can start to look to tune and let him prepare to start, you know, if it's early in the season or, or ideally later in the season, it, it just seems like that's a, a better uh, solution than just throwing him to the Wolves week one. Well, I think the beauty of it is, too, is like we're going to get a definitive answer on this of who's right or who's wrong because 
Colt McCoy, if he starts week one and he's terrible, I mean, it just that feeds in the narrative like he had no business playing. And if he plays well and he reinforces the notion that, hey, this is the same guy, Bo, to your point from the last two seasons, then yeah, he deserved it. He deserved that opportunity. But I, it just feels like, I mean, honestly, there was a comment in here, and I agree with this. Like, it, it does feel like he's got one foot out the door for retirement. And that's not fair to Colt, I know, because he's, he's come out and he said the opposite. But mm -hmm. I just, again, he's calling USFL games, color commentary. He was not signed by this regime, which makes it all the more befuddling that he's here right now. And I, it's hard for me to be subjective to this for Austin Ford and Gannon. Also, Toon should not be put in this position. I, I'll say that on every show. It's not fair for Clayton Toon on this team to be put in this position, nor is it fair for Colt McCoy. Like, Bo, when, when, when Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime were fired, like, what were the odds that you and I are going to sit on this show six months later and say, yeah, Colt McCoy is going to start this season? I think you and I both put a percentage on, on him being on the team at, like, 5%. Mm. So now we fast forward, and the... I'm only going off of the two options we were given. And I think when people say, well, Johnny's anti-Colt McCoy and he's pushing this two narrative, I'm just, this is who we have. So this is what I'm going to decipher through. I'm not going to say, you know, they should have done this, that, the other. They didn't do that. We've, I've moved on. They've moved on. I hope it means Kyler Murray's coming back sooner. But, like, I've seen enough from Colt McCoy. I saw Colt McCoy be subpar last year and then get injured and nicked up and they hit stuff from the injury report. It was not good. And then now you're going to pair Colt McCoy without DeAndre Hopkins and a team that's rebuilding on the fly, a new offensive scheme. Like, I, I would say, frankly, Bo, like if there was another quarterback on the roster, like a DTR, or if they traded for Malik Willis or something, like I would be pushing for those players. This, I like Clayton Toon. This is not specific to Clayton Toon. This has more to do for me with Colt McCoy and his inability to give you anything upside on the field right now because I think the Cardinals – are going to be limited in a lot of aspects of what they do offensively early. And I don't want a limited quarterback also to be included in that, especially one that turns the football over. Like, he's throwing interceptions at every practice. He, is, he has not had a clean practice yet thus far. And a lot of his interceptions, they're not like, we're, we're trying to thread a needle here and it just, he misread his receiver. There's some ducks out there. I mean, he threw, there's, there's one going around on the Twitter streets right now. He threw a red zone interception today trying to scramble out of the pocket and it was right to a defender. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, you can't deny that. I mean, he's not good. And, and he's, he's, he admitted yesterday as far as the offense going through growing pains and you know, Colt McCoy, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and make excuses for Colt McCoy. I think you, no, I know. you get what you're going to get, but I also think that we're losing sight. Like he's shown the ability in his career to go out there and recently with the Arizona Cardinals the last two seasons, to go and play well enough for you to win a football game, sometimes dominate a football team offensively like they did when they kicked the shit out of the San Francisco 49ers and, and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. And I know he's a season removed, and I, I completely get the skepticism as far as his ability to just stay healthy and, and be reliable as far as him just being able to get under center and do the shotgun and, and start the games it's going to take to get Kyler Murray back on the field. Uh, but, you know, I, I think we're also sleeping on, like, the fact that, this is the protocol. He's not breaking down just yet. We're seeing poor plays, sure, but we've seen those in the past. I, I it's. I'm curious to think like, is Colt McCoy going to play himself out of the starting quarterback position, or is Clayton Tune going to play himself into it? And what, which of those realities is is, is more, more realistic? I think the more realistic scenario is that 
Clayton Toon plays his way into it because I, I, I let's say they're both equally underwhelming. You're going to go with the veteran. Like if, if unless like Clayton Toon is average and Colt McCoy is awful, I think there's a better chance that like Colt McCoy is awful and Clayton Toon lights it up in the preseason. And it's just undeniable. I think there's a better chance of that happening because I we've seen rookies that were late round picks, but had a ton of collegiate experience play well in the preseason. Now they don't, it doesn't come to fruition because usually there's a, a cemented starter on that roster, but it's just like, did they, did they secretly privately think, okay, well, we're going to keep Colts around as insurance, but let's keep our options open. Cause we knew during the draft, cause we knew they were going to draft a quarterback. They had talked to a handful of quarterbacks while we were in uh, Indianapolis at the NFL combine. I, I think it's irresponsible to, to start a rookie week one for this franchise. I will repeat that. I think it's irresponsible to do that, but I think it's equally disheartening for a fan base that is desperate to showcase, want to see these young players do well, have excitement around their team, one home win in 18 months, right? Let's start Colt McCoy, who is a byproduct of the prior regime. And I get like, you know, we've got Jalen Blair in the chat. He's got a good point here. Colt gives the Cardinals the best chance to beat the Commanders and the Giants. I think if Toon starts those games, there's no chance the Cardinals win those games. That's certainly a va valid point. But I just feel like, a fair or not to Colt, you can't look like this, play like this, have maintenance like this, be a holdover from the prior regime, and get the benefit of the doubt from the fan base. It is, would you say it's like 80-20? On Twitter, and that Twitter's not everything, fans not winning Colt McCoy over Clayton Toon. I think it, we're trending toward that because every single throw we've seen that's been published that people consume from Colt McCoy online has been negative. It just hasn't been good. I mean, I, I think we have, you, you can look back at yesterday's, you know, sights and sounds here on our YouTube channel. You'll oh, see from three jamma practice. What do, what do you, I mean, you just asked for decent throws from Colt McCoy and th there they are, especially the one to Michael Wilson. Um, and, and they were all in the end zone and they're all for touchdowns. So uh, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to scratch those off the list. I mean, he, he, he only threw the pass that he could throw at that moment and, and he threw him for touchdowns. I look, I, I, I buy into sometimes things that go on in social media and, and also like to, I don't think you're, you're incorrect as far as the overwhelming, you know, the majority of people, they're, they're going to err on the side of tune and, and want to see the rookie kind of be kind of just sink or swim. Right. But that that's most fan bases in situations like this. Like, is it your options are a, a perennial backup quarterback or a young draft pick with a, with a really, really solid skill set. I think most people are going to gravitate to, yeah. to the rookie. I mean, it's just, that's just how it is. I mean, that's, they want to see, they, they think that, you know, this could be the beginning of something special. Did the Cardinals find like their version of, of a Tom Brady, right? Did they, you know, I know Brady was 199 in, in the sixth round, but and tune was at the beginning of the fifth round, but we're talking day three picks and we're talking guys that, but Brady had the benefit of, of sitting a year before even seeing the field before. I mean, and I'm not saying Nick Clayton tune is, is Tom Brady, but people like people get like, they get lost in that and they romanticize about that because it has happened before. But as much as that very little has that happened, there have been, you know, a dime a dozen of fifth round quarterbacks. And even before that, who are in and out of this league because they just couldn't hack it. And, and this game is so brutal. Yeah. I want to get to a couple of comments from Vanessa here. Vanessa said she was out of practice today, had a great time. Love hearing that. She says, 
I can't believe football starts next week. It's so exciting. It is super exciting. It's exciting to have this conversation. This is not a conversation I thought we'd be having a week and a half into training camp yet. Here we are. Here's something else that's exciting. How about some highlights, Bo Brock, from today's practice here? Uh, my man shot these. Bo, what are we looking at? Yeah, let's watch this. So this is the first kind of little corners versus wide receivers drills. Watch this one. Very physical, contested catch against Christian Matthew, Michael Wilson. And then the wide receiver core comes out and starts chirping immediately after. Things getting chippy right out of the gates as the team put on the shoulder pads. Christian Matthew, Michael Wilson, you love to see it. The competition at an all-time high. Rondell Moore, Hollywood getting in there. Buda Baker jogging in. Everybody's just kind of feeling the fire a little bit with the pads on. And then we start to see, I believe this is Clayton Toon. This is in sevens. This is Clayton Toon. Uh, I believe we're going to see Toon with a pretty impressive pass here uh, into the corner. No, that's an Owen Papo pass breakup. Uh, this is Toon. He's going to make a completion down the sideline to uh, Andre Bacellia, a holdover from last year's. And then this is going to be Toon. It's, this is the Toon show. You've tuned into the Toon show. As, uh, good, good. This is not him running with the ones just yet. This is him in the in the second team offense. That's and a nice tight end from Philly. That's a TD, Jalen Thompson. Oh, there's QB1 Kyler Murray. Say, what's, let's just put some words in his mouth. What, what are they saying right here, Johnny? Get cold out of here. He's washed. He's done. <laughs> Clayton Toon looks good. We're trying to compete. We're trying to make the postseason, John. We, it's just it's too big of a liability to start cold. I like him. He's a nice guy. But right now, I mean, you got to play the young guy, John. I mean, look at look at what he's doing. Look at some of the throws he's making. I just I can't he's not saying, hey, I want to start there. week one. Like, what are we talking about? Let's just you know, look at that. The poor ball boy. That body language that was interesting. I hadn't seen this yet. OK, uh, Clayton Tune. This is uh, where he's running with the ones a little bit. Uh, this is him dropping back and he's going to throw a, a dot down the field to Greg Dorch. That's a big time throw. Big time throw to end our highlights from from camp today. It was a lot of Colt McCoy highlights in that in that video package there. Yeah, I, I love. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the videos. You send the videos. I did. I did, but I've got I've got a level head on these on these Bo, bronze shoulders. Okay, Bo does not want this show to be known as the show that puts out fake information about I, look i would i love that it's you you can lead the charge you can you can be the the leader of the tune squad and you can you can rally all the way to the team facility in tempe <laughs> and, and 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 pick it out there and say that you don't want to see colt mccoy and it's time to tune in to clayton tune i i just think that that the team is is going to move forward with the veteran quarterback that's fine wouldn't be the first team uh, Chase, sensible bow. I love it. I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> let's just let's be a little irresponsible. Come be irresponsible with, with us at BetMGM this fall. I, I can't wait to be there every single football Sunday. Partially, I want to see Clayton Tune because I want everybody to be fired up about quarterback play before Kyler Murray comes back. And then we can talk about it, drink about it with our friends at BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium every single football Sunday this fall. Yes, home and away. Home and away. There. I, we had some people ask us, are you going to be there week one against the Commanders? Hells, yeah, we are. Myself, Bo Brock, the entire crew. And in the meantime, dabble with the BetMGM three-ball challenge. But before you do that, how about you dabble on some props with the Arizona Cardinals? Again, like the over-under for this team, Bo Brock, remains at four and a half with our friends at BetMGM. Is that irresponsible to take the over? Now you pound that over. I'm 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 fully entrenched in the over team for four and a half. Even if Clayton Tune has to start some games in the meantime, 
It's the Bet MGM three ball challenge. This is the stuff golfers' dreams are made of. It's 120 degrees outside, so you can play golf virtually with our friends at Bet MGM. You and three guests could also be teeing off at one of the most legendary courses if you top the ranks of the PGA three ball challenge. Take your swing at this free to play challenge by revealing your roster of golfers for each week's tournament. The players with the best performing golfers will snag awesome weekly prizes and also be entered for a shot to win the end of the season grand prize. How about this, Bob Rocca? Foursome at TPC Sawgrass. Plus, they're going to give you 3K in withdrawable bonus dollars. You can use that on travel, accommodations, food, beverage, whatever you want. It's up to you. But this is up to you as well. Why wouldn't you do this? Play ball with the king of sports books. It's our friends at BetMGM. Log into your account. Click that promotional tab. Find the BetMGM three-ball challenge. You get three spins to lock your roster in, uh, but you only get to do it once, so choose wisely. In the meantime, sign up for BetMGM with the bonus code PHNX. We're going to hook up our friends here in Arizona. Place your first bet offer. Receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Yeah, sign up with that code PHNX. You won't regret it. We're going to find some prop bets, some futures that we're going to, we're all going to get in together. But you have to be signed up, of course, on the BetMGM Sportsbook app to join us in the money making frenzy. You also need to be following on social media our friends over at Four Peaks. It's the official beer of PHNX, Four Peaks at Four Peaks Pub, at Four Peaks Brew on Twitter and Instagram. They've got giveaways going on. They've got a, a great thing that they're doing for Four Peaks teachers as they're getting back into the school. You can uh, go to the website, fourpeaks4teachers.org, uh, and, and help give back to the teachers. Um, but they, look, they also have great beer. They keep it simple. They make and brew unbelievable beer, including their flagship Kilt Lifter on location. They even have this green tea lager, which is fantastic. It's a great summer drinking beer. You get the Wow Wheat, which is unbelievable as well. It's the number one wheat beer in Arizona. Still relatively new to the scene. If you haven't tried it, you're, you're missing out. They got the Wow Wheat. They've got the Wow Wheat Light. So fantastic. Check it out for yourself. H Street and Tempe. Got to be 21 years or older, but of course, we always ask you, to drink it responsibly. Uh, Cardinals, a uh, six-point underdog week one against the Commanders, but I'm going to tease you right now. You don't have to wait until week one. Preseason action's live on BetMGM right now. You bet your sweet ass I'll be betting on the preseason, especially when the Arizona Cardinals take on the Denver Broncos a week from Friday at State Farm Stadium. We're going to dabble. Clayton Toon starting that game. Easy dub against uh, fraudulent Sean Payton and company. Uh, topic 64, what's up, my man or gal, JV and Bo? How did the secondary do today? Please tell me. Perfect segue hmm. into the rest of the Arizona Cardinals. There are players on the team that are not Clayton Toon and Michael Wilson. What? And uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I've heard. Um, I want to talk about the secondary. Before we do that, though, I want to ask you, because we talked a little bit about this off air. So Trey McBride, Hollywood Brown have a couple nicks, right? Minor, hmm. according to J.G., um, I'm wondering though, with Hollywood Brown in a contract year, 
I wouldn't advise this to all. Oh, is that HB. a PHNX locker hat or a tinfoil hat on your head? Maybe a little <laughs> bit of both. It's dirty. I need a new one. Um, and I'm going to get one at the locker. Uh, Hollywood Brown, we don't know his injury. They uh -huh. haven't specified. I've seen Trey McBride during the open portion of practice, like stretch out and like, it looks like Trey McBride has an injury. Can I say that? I don't, does Hollywood Brown have an injury or does Hollywood Brown have a money problem? Does Hollywood Brown have a contract problem? You tell yeah, me right so now what you think. JG said both those guys are going through different things, right? And things that the media is speculating on probably far from the truth and everybody has their own schedule and plan and they're dealing with nicks and bruises and nothing sounds like JG's too concerned about it. Look, if, if okay. Hollywood Brown is doing one of those hold-ins, it's... I don't know how he would create any leverage by the way he's operating on a day-to-day -day basis. Like he's, okay. he's on the practice field all the way up until the team separates from kind of like position groups into like full-fledged, you know, catching passes, getting into scrimmaging. Uh, he, he's, he's still helping the quarterbacks warm up, catching passes out there. He had his helmet on. I'm like, is, is Hollywood actually going to practice today? Really felt like he's, he's really close to returning as a full participant in practice. Didn't see as much from Trey McBride. Uh, so it doesn't seem like he's as close as, as Hollywood Brown is. But I, I don't know. If Hollywood Brown is in one of the hold-ins that we saw from a DJ Humphreys or Marcus Golden, he's, he's probably not doing himself the, the best service. And it's just like, how, like, what leverage does he have? He's in the fifth. He, they picked up his fifth-year option, right? He's got 1,000 yard receiver in his in his four NFL seasons. Like what? How could he press the Arizona Cardinals to give him a, a multi year extension? I just think that that ship has sailed at this point. Yeah, I I think it would be a new, a, a terrible decision. I just well, I'm curious. Like he he went from practicing to not practicing. He looks good, uh, but he's he's not participating right now. So I, I hope it's nothing. I hope it's something that you know. Turn the turn the page here, and he's he's playing against Denver next week. Alex in the chat, thank you so much. Dollar ninety nine super chat. Do you guys take picks with fans at practices? Bo took a pick with some fans at practice. Yeah. It's just if if you guys call Bo or I over and want to take a picture, no one calls me over to, to take a picture. <laughs> Only Isaiah Simmons wants to take his picture with me. That's it. I saw my guy Jacob out there yesterday. We took a we took a selfie. Uh, I, I saw my guy Sean out there today. Somebody asked me to move Cardinals equipment. I won't move any of the Cardinals equipment out of your 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 site there. That's unfortunately not something I probably get kicked off the practice field for doing it. I yeah. some kid asked me to play catch with them yesterday, so Aww. I was throwing the football around like I was JJ Watt, and I'm sure the rest of the fans in the stadium who don't know who I am were like, "Who the f is this guy throwing passes and then shooting 30 seconds of film on his on his iPhone?" Like this, yeah, that's that's Colt McCoy's brother-in-law. That's the, that's Paul Brock. Hey, why does that guy throwing with the kid have more arm strength than more? <laughs> there we go. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, Paul Brock, you're there. You're on the sideline. You're taking notes. You're snapping picks. Who else looks good for this team, and who looks um, not so good? What can you tell us? I can say that the you know the offensive line um, really had a, a a good performance today as they as they started to get more physical with the pads on. It was something that you know uh, we talked to Paris Johnson and DJ Humphreys and they were chomping at the bit because you can't really when you're when you're just you know not wearing pads and you're just playing in shorts. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough for those guys to really get good good you know snaps in. 
as they prepare for the season. You, you got to take some hits because that's just part of the game. And I think that they they were up for it. And, um, you know, somebody had asked about Marco Wilson. I think Marco Wilson, like I saw him talking to Nick Rallis today. You've seen Marco Wilson make some plays in this training camp. I think Marco Wilson is really poised for a solid season. We saw the struggles from Christian Matthew today going up against Michael Wilson, uh, just, you know, sticking with him or when, you know, Wilson, if, if they're tight on coverage, he's winning the contested catch. Um, you're seeing uh, as far as the safeties, I think guys like Buddha and Jalen Thompson are, are playing well. Um, and then your linebackers like Kazir White and Josh Woods continue to play well. Yeah, I, I that back seven is the strength of this defense, I think, with, with Buda Baker solidified. Jalen Thompson, I think, is going to bounce back after his, his season was fine last year. He was really good two years ago. Simmons is the the X factor to that secondary. And then you mentioned like Marco Wilson, I think, is poised. Like if you if you had asked me right now who's more likely to get an extension, Marco Wilson or Hollywood Brown, I would say Marco Wilson because he plays Gannon's one of his favorite positions. And mm-hmm. he's a young kid that, that I think is, you know, he, he threw a shoe once upon a time and, he you know, he likes to wear nice jewelry in his in his uh, locker room interviews, but he's also incredibly, incredibly humble and likable. And not to say Hollywood Brown isn't, but I just, I feel like Gannon will vibe well with Marco Wilson and he just, he makes defensive backs money. Whereas yeah. like, like Hollywood Brown, I, I, I hope he has 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns, but again, like, will he be hampered by poor quarterback play? Will he be hampered by himself injuries? We just, we just don't know. Like, Marco Wilson was low key good last year, and a lot of people don't want to admit it. And that's a that's a premium position that the Cardinals. I mean, Michael Wilson is right there. He, he's making plays every single day in practice. And at, at some point, like we're gonna get to a season, and like yeah, these guys are rookies. They're not gonna be treated like rookies anymore, especially if they're playing seventy plus percent of snaps on Sundays. Could have ball, but they might not. So I'm fired up about that. And we also, you know, we kind of telegraph, but like. The offensive line is grossly, grossly under underrated. The, the tackles, to me, have a chance to be special. Humphreys, you know, I, I gave him a lot of BS this offseason. He showed up, and, you know, after not participating for most of the offseason, he's been in every practice. He's healthy. If DJ Humphreys is is right in 2023, uh, that that's a huge boost for this team. You get great tackle play from him and good tackle play from Paris Johnson Jr., Colt McCoy will have extra time if he isn't in there to, to, to pat the ball and make sure he finds the open receiver. That's such a benefit for this team. Last year, if you guys remember, I mean, Humphreys was not right the entirety of the year. Beecham is, is a limited player at this point in, in his career. And then Josh Jones was kind of in and out of the lineup. Tackle was not a plus position. It has a chance to be that for this team. Yeah, for the first time in it feels like forever, right? Um, and, and also to to develop a guy like Paris Johnson Jr. And we talked to him, and uh, those were, that's something to look forward to at PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. We'll we'll post some clips from Paris Johnson Jr. But you know, he just said he's trying to keep up the standard as far as that that's been set by by DJ Humphreys and, and he lumped in uh, Calvin Beecham as well. I mean, he he wants to to continue that, and I think he also wants to pave his own path is is kind of the first i mean talk about the quarterback position i think they finally ended the drought as far as drafting and developing a quarterback with with kyler murray think about the left tackle position like or, or the offensive line position since they moved to the desert it's been as futile as it, as it can be as far as drafting and developing guys it's right there with quarterback so if paris johnson can be can kind of be the culture changer that's that's huge for this team right out of gates for a new regime with uh with Monty Osfort. Somebody asking about Keytrail Clark. 
Uh, we see Keytrail Clark show up every once in a while uh, in the first team defense. He's getting opportunities. Uh, Keytrail Clark is a guy that plays above and beyond his size. The only thing is his size. He's limited. Uh, he, he's listed about 5'10, uh, but you know, he, he's a guy that plays with, uh, he plays fast. He plays with a lot of uh, energy and he matches up with what Nick Rallis and Jonathan Gannon want from their every player on their team. He's, he's violent, he's versatile, he's smart. Uh, but he, you know, as far as if there's a ball that's thrown over his head and he's just limited to his 5'10 frame, you know, that, that's the one thing you're gonna have to live with. But I think they love how he competes. And I think he's a guy, you know, as a, as a six round pick, right? That, mm-hmm. that they're excited about. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you who, who I'm excited about. And every day I see a clip of him. I mean, it's this it's this tight end from Philadelphia. Help me with yeah. his name that they stole uh, in this spring. Who was the first signing that they grabbed? Um, Noah Tagai? Yeah. I mean, like, I like Trey McBride as much as everybody else. And they've got Zach Ertz coming. But this guy's making touchdowns every practice. It's like, yeah. hey, they and then they, they signed the tight end from Tennessee. Like, they go like through. Swaim a lot too. Yeah, I mean, Swaim's already working with the first end. team. Yeah, yeah. I to me, it's like that. It's a position. Obviously, mm-hmm. Austin Ford knows how to evaluate. And man, twelve personnel play action. It's like again, going back to the tune argument. Like this is not Cliff Kingsbury. I know people are pissed because I keep bringing up Cliff, but it's what we can <laughs> compare it to. This is not ten personnel where right. you're asking Kyler Murray, albeit as a rookie, with four or five receiver sets to just kind of go through four different reads. Like if you are going to start Clayton tune at any point, whether it's week one or week five, your offense with two tight ends and a running back, like that's, that's how you set them up for success. Yeah. Easy throws, play action, dump offs, seam routes. And then you take an occasional shot or two on third down. I, I just, I, I feel like like Jacoby Brissett it has, has had a cup of coffee as an NFL starter under Drew Petsy, but like he he's not I mean, right now. He's not number one quarterback in, in Washington. I, I think I think Drew Petzing again. I'll say this every show is 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 designed to handle this absence from Kyler Murray. Yeah, and I would I would love to see an offensive coordinator for this franchise for the first time scheme easy throws because it was just has not been that way. I, I mean, I, I, I love Bruce. I love yeah. Bruce Arians, but that that's that wasn't his offense either. I, I guarantee you, Eric Bieniemy, who's the new OC in Washington, is not prepared to get as much and wring out the, the the washcloth as far as as much you, as you can get from Jacoby Brissett that Drew Petzing did last year in the yeah. absence of Dash, Deshaun Watson. So, yeah, I mean, he, he didn't have Watson for 11 games, and and him and Stefanski and, and the rest of the offensive staff over at, at Cleveland were able to kind of make chicken salad out of that chicken shit. And, you know, that's a true testament to, to Drew Petzing. And, and you're right. I think that this is... For him to come in year one, and this is one of the, the the adversity he's facing, I think it's actually one of the few guys that was available calling plays on the offensive side of the football that that was prepared for that, that could be prepared for that. Yeah. Uh, Fishbowl Flash, could you imagine if K1 uh, would have started as a rookie under JG and not the former? We're going to talk about Kyler Murray here in the second because his GM spoke about him. Could you imagine if Monty Asenfor was his GM from day one instead of Steve Keim? Uh, that's a pipe dream. Speaking of a pipe dream <laughs> that can become a reality, how about buy one, get one free double time polar pops from circle K. We're going to help you make that a reality with our, with our friends, our new, our partners at circle K check out your local circle K again, best coffee, iced coffee right now. It's too hot to be drinking hot coffee. I see people doing it. 
it's it's egregious. It's 120 degrees outside. What are you doing? Uh, but some cold beer from Circle K, sign me up from that. Snack selection at a premium. Speaking of premium, premium gas at not a premium price. Stock up at Circle K. It's America's thirst stop. Of course they are. Buy one Powerade at $4. Get them for 5 bucks and enter, and you're going to be one of 10 finalists to win a 2023 Ford Big Ben Broncos SUV. Heck yeah. Love that. Of course, only with our friends at Circle K. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff they've got going on. As I mentioned, text PHNX to 31310. That's 31310 to join the exclusive SMS subscriber club and get that sweet, sweet buy one, get one free Polar Pop at Circle K. Check them out, circlek.com slash store dash locator bow to find the Circle K nearest to you. Love Circle K. It uh, I load up on coffee on my way out to the stadium, load up on gas, making the trek out to Glendale. Can't wait to uh, see everybody out in Glendale later this week. Also, can't wait to see everybody out with their brand new Shady Rays. I hope you're taking advantage of the best deal of the season. It continues as the summer months continue. Just getting into August. So continue to put in that PHNX promo code to get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades from one of the best independent, the top independent sunglass company, world-class product, but uh, not as expensive. You don't pay for the world-class and the premium shades over at Shady Rays. Check them out for yourself. They've got the uh, new store up there in Kierlin Commons in North Scottsdale. Uh, and find out why 250,000 people are rating it five stars, five-star reviews. For our friends over at Shady Rays, use that promo code PHNX. Get 50% off two or more pairs of sunglasses at ShadyRays.com. That's ShadyRays.com, promo code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades. The GM spoke Monty Austin Ford to the media for the first time in what seems like forever. He talked about a number of different topics, Bo, but you did get a chance to touch base with the head honcho, the GM, about one Kyler Murray and his recovery timeline, which I, I mean, his, his comment here, I think is really interesting. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, Monty Austin Ford, pretty much in line with what we've heard from Kyler himself, Jonathan Gannon, anybody from the organization that's spoken on it, but he pretty much also an did answer one question as far as, you know, those who think could the Cardinals hold off on Kyler Murray, even if he's healthy, Monty dispelled that immediately. Here he is talking about it, K1. We're focused on getting Kyler healthy, right? And that's that. that um, you know, it's not that's not in my area of expertise. I'm uh, relying on the people that specialize in that, um, and they're doing a great job. And Kyler's doing a great job. He's jumped in, you know, feet first with that, and he's he's rolling on that. And so, really, for us, it's not we're not sitting there looking at a calendar, counting the days. Like when when these these rehabs, they're not they're not a linear progression. There's good days, there's bad days. And so, you know, when Kyler's ready to be put out on the field, both both physically and mentally, we're going to get him out there. We're not going to hesitate to put him out there. But until we get to that point where physically he's ready to do it, we're just we're going to take it day by day and see where he's at. So they don't know. They don't have a true timeline. As he said, it's not linear. It's not just something you build up. But he said once Kyler Murray is 100% mentally, once he's 100% physically, they're not going to hesitate to put him out there. Because Monty Osford understands, you know, as far as – what this league is about and you have to produce results and the only way the Arizona Cardinals can produce results kind of buck what people are saying in the in the national media uh is to have solid quarterback play and it, like the only guy that really seems right now capable of doing that would be a healthy Kyler Murray yeah I mean it just we saw Kyler speak to the media on Saturday it was just like how soon can we get this young man back 
under center and playing football for this team. Again, I, I banged the drum for Clayton Toon in part. It's a desperation play. I'll admit that. I'm desperate to not watch Colt McCoy play football. I'm also desperate to see Kyler Murray play football and play yeah. football at a high level again. I mean, it feels like forever ago. It was two years almost to the date that he tore up Tennessee in week one, Austin Ford's ex-team in the yeah. tune of, no pun intended, five touchdowns. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's what he can do when he's available and, and he's healthy. I, I just It feels like, for me, this is the first time that he's going to be supported by his head coach and his general manager in tandem, right? And he's going to have, you know, big boy development, big boy coaching at his sideline. Like it never, it always felt like he was not playing with a full deck with the prior regime. And you just, I, I feel like sometimes it aided him. And I, I think he is going to relish the opportunity to come back and be a cog, a big cog in the machine and, and prove people wrong because I know Kyle Odegaard, friend of the program has been putting out some interesting quotes from people close to Kyle Murray. It's just like, he, he is ready. He's ready to prove people wrong. He's ready to come back and, and showcase to everybody. Like you can talk about, you know, the kid out of USC, Caleb Williams. Like this is my franchise. I'm going to win these fans back for those who have, who have jumped off the bandwagon. I'm going to take care of business. And man, I just, if we knew the date, I think we'd all feel a little bit better about the situation at hand right now with Toon and McCoy, mm -hmm. but because it is so up in the air and I'll give, you know, Austin Ford's right. It's not a linear pro process. Like I, we have, we have about, what six weeks left before the start of the the regular season 40 roughly 40 days like you could say well every day is going to get better we don't know that he could go backwards some days some days he yeah. could feel great he needs to practice Are you, we we just we have to be patient because hopefully if we're patient for the next two plus months it will lead to a long and fruitful relationship with kyler Murray in this franchise in the second phase because they man they need a restart they need a refresh yeah, and, and you know, I think Monty he answered some questions today about Kyler Murray and you know people saying what what does he have to prove to him uh, once he comes back? This was his answer. I think everybody in this organization needs to prove something every day. I mean, we're we're all here uh, competing. We're at the highest level. If we, if all of us don't bring it every single day, we're going to get passed up. So whether that pertains to Kyler or specifically myself or JG or any other player on the team. Uh, I mean, this is this is a day to day business. And if we don't bring it every day, improve every day, find a way to get better, uh, it's 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 going to be a long year. This was a big this is a big difference from the previous staff. And, and like Johnny said, we don't want to harp on that. But it was like the previous staff, the previous front office was like, if we could just get to, you know, through the first weeks of the season without DeAndre Hopkins, we'll be fine. Where Monty Austin Fort knows there's more to it than just that. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon realizes there's more to it than just that. And that if you're just, if you're trying to keep an ace up your sleeve and you're trying to be, you know, fool everybody and pull off this big trip trick and, and not get caught up, you don't think the rest of the league is going to figure you out and then kind of embarrass you, then, then you're, you're being naive. I think that they're, they're very uh, aware uh, that they can't try to slide anything by anybody else in this league they've got to be uh they've got to keep this team focused from from one to 90 to the coaching staff to the front office to everybody in that building to the training staff it's so important because it, once you kind of take your foot off the gas you put yourself in a position you you become vulnerable and they don't ever want to be vulnerable and they don't want to do it just by 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 trying to get the best draft pick now Monty Osfort you mentioned Caleb Williams already. You know, he said that Kyler, along with everybody else, has something to prove. There was that last question that people tried to, to kind of dress up to see if they could get an answer from the Cardinals general manager. 
This was him asked kind of about Caleb Williams. Is, is the team thinking about him at all? Holy moly, man. I'm just trying to get through uh, Tuesday here. Yeah, no. Uh, listen, it, every, every draft is the same. Um, we, we scout every position equally. Um, we, we, you know, it's not, we don't go into a draft saying uh, this year we're all set at this position. We're, we're scouting every position uh, no matter who is on the roster right now. So there he is. And we knew that about they drafted Kudos the to whomever asked that question, too. Huh? Kudos to, to whomever asked yeah. that question. It's a real question. It's like, well, a lot of good questions to Monty this afternoon. Yeah. It's like it's a real question to ask about Caleb Williams. It's like our GM Saul Bookman. It's real to ask Caleb Williams about the Arizona Cardinals. Like, like I want this team to win as many games as possible. And I can also look with our friends at BetMGM and other sites. And it's like Cardinals are projected to have the first two picks in the NFL draft next year. It's like, okay. And then we'll reassess, right? Let's check in two months. I'm I'm guilty as anybody. Like, we're this is Tank Tuesday for a reason. We're embracing the tank uh, of uh, of sorts. <laughs> But like that first Sunday, but MGM, like I'm going to cheer my ass off for this team to be the yeah. commanders because I want to win games. But I also understand like we don't have the bite, but I think it's interesting, Bo, and you can hopefully shed some more light on it. Like the Cardinals are the infrastructure of this team is being completely gutted and renovated. And, and we can specifically point out now the bubble, the practice bubble has been renovated. They've added new turf. Gannon said, Bo, today that they've added additional lighting. Like this is so big. This is so much bigger than Clayton Toon starting week one or Colt McCoy's rag arm during practice. Like this is just a ideology philosophy change with the Cardinals that that has been stale. Like we can be excited about in the past Steve Kime trading for Trayvon Mullen when it just it's like it's you know it's dressing up a pig right. It's putting right. makeup and lipstick on a pig. It do, it doesn't matter because the core was rotten. It's right. like. Even if this team struggles early in the season, I see some people in the chat, like Jack, in, in the chat. It's going to be rough to start the season. That's, that may very well be the case. You read between the tea leaves here. You read between the lines. It's like, no, no, no. I, they're, they're doing something here that, that's got a longevity to it that this this franchise has not had before. Yeah, they're, they're laying foundation, right? And, and their their owner is, is listening. And JG even mentioned that practice facility was something that's been in the works even before him. Uh, they just, the, the turf that was in there, players hated practicing on it. It was just, it was bad as far as the upkeep of their bodies. It was probably bad on their knees, probably bad on their backs. And they, they'd rather just go out there in the heat and sweat it out. And instead of just put themselves in, in a position to where they could hurt themselves just by training on that turf. So what JG said is Michael Bidwell put in this, in the Cardinals put in this cutting edge turf and this cutting edge lighting the only thing is, like, it's when they shift back to Tempe from training camp out in Glendale. Is I don't know the the it's just one bubble and it's only got like one field on it for the most part. Uh, it's it's gonna be you're really gonna be packed in there, but it's nice to have that that option. I asked JG about it, you know, because the team uh, social media account put it out there a couple of days. You know, like, do you have big plans? He's like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna use the shit out of that. We, I've got huge plans for that, uh, and it's good to have that option. Do you think they're going to stay with these afternoon practices then? Do you think they're creatures of habit and they're just like, well, this is how we did things during training camp. Yeah. We, we want to, we want the day to be consumed by the Cardinals. Like we it don't really want to do like this it, right? practice and then go home and do whatever. Right. What, it's You were telling me, uh, you thought Jody Ayler put it out there and I don't want to misquote him or anything, but yeah, it's a great I think There's a lot of truth to it. We, I'll let you kind of take over as far as the philosophy, at least early on with training camp. And, and I don't see it really changing as the regular season approaches. 
I don't either. Like, so again, we're having, we're comparing to the prior coach. This isn't dogging on Cliff Kingsbury, but what time were the practices under Cliff Kingsbury last year, Bo Brock? They were like eight. I think I was getting there at seven thirty. In practice, was we talked to Cliff, and then practice was at eight. I mean, you can help me remember that, right? Was it eight? Yeah, eight o'clock in the and morning. So then your day would be done by like one o'clock if you're a Cardinal player, depending. And then maybe you had some meetings, maybe not. Maybe you get a workout in. Cardinals probably report around the same time but they have their meetings in the morning now and they have practices in the afternoon. Everything builds toward practice, right? Right. So Jody Errol, a friend of the program, put it, I put it brilliantly on Twitter. You probably go find the tweet. I'll paraphrase, but just, it's like that your day is all encompassed with the Cardinals now. Yeah. Like you have to be locked in the entire day. It's not segmented cut. Like, no, no, no. You, you have to be in the zone to be ready to play football from sun up to sundown. And the Cardinals, last year and under Kingsbury at times, we're just not committed to, to be great at football, obviously, right? Even if their plan was was working at times, like th their day was so segmented out to be mm -hmm. like, okay, go and do your own thing in the afternoon. Well, okay, by the time that you get to bed or by the time you're eating dinner, like you've already done a couple different activities that aren't football related. This, this is a process where, I mean, you can have a personal life, you can have a family, absolutely, but it, Man, like this is a full time job, and it, it at times did not feel like a full time job under Cliff. Right, it's like get in, get out, and then you can be on with your day. And I just don't. Jonathan Gannon wants people that eat, sleep, and breathe this thing. It's not, hey, how can I get, how can I get to the rest of my life as quick as possible, and, and just get the the hard work out of the way as soon as possible. So it's 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 going to be. And DJ Humphrey said that that's part of the culture shock. You know, that's that's what he's like, either get it, you either get with it or you get on. And I think that that's that's part of this. You got to you got to this has to be your life. You have to be consumed by it. You're being paid handsomely. You're being paid millions of dollars, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for even the lowest guys on the roster. Uh, it, this you have to this is your full time gig and, and you got to treat it as such. Jody's uh, exact tweet uh, was for the last three years. Cliff Kingsbury started training camp practices at 830. It was over before 11 pretty much a part-time training camp. Enjoy yeah. the comfort. Jonathan Gannon's practices all start at 1 p.m. or later. It's an all-day mindset. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And there were people that pushed back on that and, like, you know, to come to Cliff's support. And I get that. But he's right. He's 100% right. Like, you, you're you ripping the bayonet off if you were Cliff's practices. Let's just, let's just get it done. Like, I'm sure they said that a lot. Let's just get it out of the way where it's like, no, no, no. We're, we're going to ease into the day with Cardinal football, and then we're going to do Cardinal football at lunch, and then after lunch, we're going to do more Cardinal football. And by the way, you have to be on time, or your ass is getting fined, and you have yeah. to wear Cardinal gear. Love it. It's Love great. It. Welcome to the NFL, Arizona Cardinals. We've missed you. <laughs> Welcome back. Another thing we've missed is our friends over at OGs. Uh, you don't miss out on what they've got going on this summer. Limited time flavor, pink lemonade. Refreshing twist on the classic summer beverage. It's a pink lemonade flavor gummy. Uh, of course, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen has done it again. Check out all their full product line, ogsbrands.com, O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. They've got their sleep edition gummies. They've got their new strawberries and cream. That's been going on. It's the happy balance. And then they've got the mixed bags that they introduced just a, a few months ago where they got the fruits, the creams. You can figure out if you're a fruit person, a cream person, the watermelon versus the blackberries and cream, the orange cream sickle versus the peach. Find out which gummy you like the best over at OG's. But one thing's for sure, they got something for everyone. We highly recommend OG's. Go to ogsbrands.com. 
find them on Instagram. And of course you can find them in your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older. Dylan in the chat, no cell phone breaks. Remember that was a big deal. That was Cliff's first year. They, they I just saw, I saw break. a video from the fruit cart again. I, oh, and yeah. I forgot about the fruit cart and it was like Kyler Murray and crew and they're just hanging out and they're picking out their favorite fruits on the, on the cart there. They were living large, man. Like they, had, <laughs> they had proved the damn thing, but man, oh man, they wanted you to know that they were, you know, making waffles during, during hard knocks and, you know, having, having a great time under cliff. They, they enjoyed it. I'm sure until the seven game losing streak. And then everybody yeah. was, was put on blast. We're going to put you on blast right now. Why haven't you checked out? If you haven't already go phnx.com, got a whole new layout of the homepage that features our many talented writers, Gerald Bourget covering the Suns, Howard Balzer, the PHNX Cardinals beat reporter, does a phenomenal job. So much good content you can't get anywhere else on like a flipping daily basis. If you guys are thinking like, where can I go just to get my Arizona sports fix professionally, collegiately, it's a gophnx.com. And in the meantime, become a diehard. There's been no better time than right now to become a diehard ahead of football season. 20% off all future get-togethers events, but additionally, you're going to get a free hat and or shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker when you sign up right now. Do not miss it. Also, do not miss the Discord, the exclusive PHNX Cardinals member Discord, only for our diehards. Get inside into training camp. Highlights you can't get anywhere else, including the Twitter streets. Again, go phnx.com. Diehard. Get it now. Appreciate you, Chase. Appreciate you for making it a great show. We have a huge announcement coming on uh, on Thursday. Can't wait to tell you guys what's coming down for the PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports. Also, you talk about Howard Balzer, his latest article on Kyler Murray. I don't know if you can get any closer to Kyler Murray's camp. He got praise on that article from somebody very close to the Cardinals quarterback that loved that article. You got to check it out for yourself as well as check out the new layout at gophnx.com. But don't don't uh, don't drag your feet any longer. Become a diehard and, and join us. Get get early access to all the stuff we're doing out there at bet mgm this season you don't want to be uh late to the party on that stuff howard's the man as are all of you like and subscribe if you haven't already go ahead and leave this video a like then go down to the comments here and tell us who do you want to start the season colt mccoy or clayton <laughs> tune and give us a little bit of uh rationale okay i got people yelling at me in the chat one way or the other go to the official what's comments your rationale we it's good stuff. You just like All him. You just like the young, the strong arm quarterback. I like the cut of his jib, man. <laughs> yeah. I like I like guys who are young that can move a little bit. I just it's it's good stuff, man. Uh, it's been fun here on a Tank Tuesday. Many more Tank Tuesdays ahead. That is the most egregious cutoff Tank I've <laughs> ever seen, Bill Brock. I, it took me all show to call you out. I'm going to call you out right now. This is the this is the freshest you can get right here. Yeah. It's like six bucks off Amazon. Um. Again, Tune Squad in the chat. Let him cook. Tune, please. Tune, tune, tune. The Tune Squad. Man, oh, man, would those T-shirts sell the shit out of the merchandise locker if we got to that point. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. Head to your smartphones. Find PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcast. For Bull Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We're back on a Wednesday. Peace.